1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard On the day Scottish football said goodbye to a legend As Billy McNeil's funeral took place in Glasgow There's a double award success for Rangers As Stephen Gerrard and Scott Arfield win manager and player of the month And the shortlist for manager of the year is revealed With only one top flight manager on it I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Derek Johnson and Hugh Evans. And I must say it was a privilege for me To be among the congregation at St Aloysius this morning To celebrate the life of Billy McNeil if a man is measured by the company he keeps, then Big Billy was extraordinary. Sir Alex, Sir Kenny, Greggy, Martin O'Neill, the surviving Lisbon Lions, Walter Smith, Brendan Rogers, Neil Lennon and wee Willie Henderson. It was Scottish football's who's who gathered in one place and the service was as classy as the man himself. Now he's earned the rest. However, if you're feeling you'll be paying attention to what happens at Bataudry tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely, Derek Johnson. When you get to the first weekend in May, you know the fixture card is an important one. Absolutely. Things are about to be won, things are about to be lost, teams are going to get relegated, promoted. It is all there tomorrow. Well, it is obviously if Celtic take a point tomorrow or win the game, you know, and Rangers, you know, Rangers don't take anything or drop anything, then it's it's gone, isn't it? Really, that's it. So a big, big game with Petardi. But you know, you look at St Mirren, they're still down there between themselves and Dundee. I know there's seven points gather, but if St Mirren get beaten and Dundee for some strange reason win against Hamilton, then that puts it in the mix again. So massive games tomorrow, and of course St Johnston Livy as well. And on Sunday, you know, Rangers can do two things. They can Paul Hickenbottom's undefeated in the league. So Rangers can stop that. And and it could be, believe it or not. Rangers fifth win on the bounce The first time that's happened this season Incredibly So massive game this weekend as well Yeah uh, Excitement all over the place But you have to start with the lunchtime kickoff At Pataudry I had the pleasure of sitting beside Derek McInnes The Aberdeen manager And his chairman Stuart Milne uh, At Billy McNeil's service at St Aloysius this morning And uh, he will have to sit in the stand Derek Because he was down in Glasgow Yesterday for his disciplinary hearing Into what happened at Hampden Park When Celtic played Aberdeen uh, But he's looking forward to the game uh, He's on short rations as it were In terms of players Because of injury and suspension uh, But he doesn't want a title party at Pataudry Neither do his players It's up to Celtic to respond And I realise Gordon It's hard for these Celtic players Because emotion is running high Billy had his service today Stevie Chalmers will have his in the immediate future But at the same time as emotion is running high Energy is running low Given some of Celtic's recent performances So they have to go there tomorrow And deliver a title winning performance But their minds are all over the place at the moment 0141 That's the number you need tonight So get your calls in nice and early Please let us know what's on your mind We are on Twitter at Clyde SSB And in the second hour of tonight's show We're giving you the chance to go to the PFA Awards on Sunday As a VIP no less oh. And you'll even be put up in the Hilton as well A top, top oh. prize coming up In the second hour of tonight's show uh, Hugh Keevans I think it is fitting that we start and, and reflect on a big day An emotional day for Scottish football There's plenty to get through between now and 8 o'clock With yep. regards to um, what's happening this weekend How do you... Look back on, on today How fitting a tribute was it to the great man? I think it was absolutely perfect uh, I thought that uh, 
Archbishop Tatalia, uh, clearly a man with Celtic very much at his heart. Uh, he delivered his words as a fan. And it's always better when you have someone speak about the life of a great man who actually appreciated and understood his great deeds. Uh, I thought our own Archie McPherson was magnificent when he delivered his eulogy. Even though the fire alarm went off in the middle of it, I thought it was the almighty's way of telling Archie to hurry up because the fans were waiting for the cortege at Celtic Park. But Archie never missed a beat. Top class professional Got to the end of what he had to say And clearly his admiration for Billy was second to none Martin O'Neill eh, Martin McNeil I beg your pardon Billy's boy Delivered the eulogy on behalf of the family And he delivered it in a very touching Poignant way uh, And was an absolute credit to his mum and dad I think the dignitaries that turned up Summed up Billy McNeil Yeah I mean he was He was liked by many many managers You know some non-Celtic managers, you know. I think it, just just the way he played and the way he managed his manner and everything else. I mean, remember my second game for Rangers, you know, I, I played up against them. Yeah. And I can still, I mean, he talked me through the whole game, honestly. I, I had to laugh at times. I mean, you see nowadays some of the things that goes on, but he would say, the first thing he said to me, the, the first corner kick, he says, I, I suppose you're marking me at this corner. I went, you have to come back. He says, well, come on, I'll show you how to score a goal. <laughs> you know, just all things like that. And he spoke to me throughout the whole game. He says, by the way, did you get permission from your headmaster to come here and play uh, today? Well, you know, you, all that sort of stuff. And it was fun, but I'll tell you what, after I scored the goal and I went up to him, I can't, I can't repeat what he said uh, to me, but, but he was a winner. And that's the difference. You know, you know he, he was a winning, probably, uh, arguably the best ever Celtic captain ever. And he was a winner. Like most of these Celtic players Billy McNeil stopped being Celtic's manager in 1991 uh, It wasn't Celtic's finest hour When he left the club under a cloud uh, But those who ran the club then Are no longer the people responsible for running the club And I think you could tell By the presence of Dermot Desmond Celtic's principal shareholder That he fully understood The nature of the man who had passed on uh, because Dermot is very, very, very rarely seen in Glasgow And he was there today beside Ian Lowell, uh, Peter Lowell, Ian Bankier, the Celtic chairman uh, So there's the mark of the man Dermot Desmond is thinking to himself Billy McNeil is one of the most important mm. figures in Celtic's history I'm going to Glasgow to say farewell What's in your mind tonight? 0141-951-1025 Share it with us Maybe you were one of the fans That turned outside Celtic Park To pay your final respects Well, this is us Paying our final respects On the show tonight So any stories Any thoughts Any memories Any experiences from today Get them in And then of course We will talk about All the big debating points Ahead of another huge weekend In Scottish football uh, David Moyes was one of the many well-known footballing names that turned up to pay their respects and he shared his memories of his former manager It's a really sad day I was really fortunate as a young player to have uh, Billy as my, as my manager and he was great to me personally because I was a, a similar type centre-half he did, he really helped me a lot and more importantly he sort of trusted in me and believed in me when I was a young player so uh, it's a really sad day and uh, not just for 
for me and my thoughts on it, but I think more important for his family and for the Celtic family, who I've always seen as, as one of the, the greats, if not the greats. He gave you your debut, didn't he? He certainly did, and it's something which uh, I'm really proud of. I, got, I, I won a Premier League medal that season, so for lots of reasons I'm, I'm really pleased and uh, obviously well, really sad that he's passed away, but uh, obviously there's someone who was really important to me in my career. Well, Davy Moyes uh, played around 45, 50 games for Celtic uh, and clearly has fond memories of Billy. When I mentioned wee Willie Henderson in the introduction, Willie played against Billy in the early 60s, you know. So here's a man who's playing in managerial life, spanned the decades, and everyone wanted to be there today to pay their respects. What was the, the sort of mutual respect within the rivalry, Derek? What was that like going back to your day? Listen, don't get me wrong. I think both teams wanted to hammer each other. You know, it was as simple as that. You had to win these games. I think the rivalry was always there. But there was that respect as well. And, and the game was played, I think, uh, in, in a better way than it is nowadays. Yes, you got fierce challenges, but it was always face-to-face challenges. You know, 50-50s, you went in hard to win the ball. There was nothing after the games. You, you, you weren't running to crowds after the game or doing anything after the game finished. What you did was when you came off the park, and you probably know that better than anybody here. You shook hands. Yeah. That was the first thing you did. When as soon as that game finished, no matter what the score was or who won, you went over and shook the hands. Then you went off the park. There was a definite arrival because there are two sets of fans that are and players that want to win that game desperately. It's not a case of doing anything to win it. You played it, and I think you played it a lot fairly then and these days than certainly they do now. Yeah, I mean, different time. Of life, Gordon. You know, players then, yes, they earn more money than the the working man and woman, but not that much not, more. Yeah. Uh, nowadays, you're talking about people who become millionaires per season, uh, multi millionaires per season. Uh, so it was a different world, and it was a more respectful world. And I go back over the great friendships, as I say, we Willie Henderson and Jimmy Johnson, the great winners of the time, and Willie. You know, doesn't have a malevolent bone in his body. He simply wanted to be there today to pay his respects to Billy McNeil as a player and as a man. That, that was the other thing, Hugh. You know, I, I got very friendly with, with Danny McGrain and mm. Kenny Dalglish. Yeah. You know, we we went out with the wives and everything for meals, and nobody could believe that. Yeah. But there was no fuss about it. You just had your meal and got on with it. Nobody came over and pestered you. You know, you, you could enjoy a night out with them, but when you played against each other, no danger. Oh, you wanted sure. to win it. Yeah. Now, of course, uh, there is a family aspect to this which often gets lost in amongst the, the footballing family paying their respects during the service. Billy McNeil's son, Martin, shared his family memories describing exactly how he'll remember his father. One of the most frequent questions I get asked is what it's like to have a legend for a father. And people don't understand my response when I say to them, you know, what is, what's it like to have a father who's a teacher, a joiner, a doctor or whatever? Because to us, Billy McNeil isn't a legend. To Nelly and Jimmy, his mum and dad, he was a wee boy. The original Earl Willie. And they were proud of everything he ever did. To my mother, Liz, he was a loving partner. When they got together, they were the original Posh and Becks. My father, the young footballer. My mother, the glamorous dancer off television. And after 55 years of marriage, I'm glad to say there wasn't a strictly curse. To Susan, Carol, Libby, Paula and I, he was dad. The man who would try and teach us right from wrong. The man who would give us into trouble when we were naughty. He was also the man who would storm out the house at three o'clock in the morning wearing nothing but a housecoat 
to pull my sisters out of his prize hedge when they came home slightly worse for wear. <laughs> there you are, everyday Fantastic. family life. You know, there's a professional life and there's a family life. Yeah. Billy excelled at the professional life and he also excelled at the family life. That was a good speech of that as well. That was mm. well said. Yeah. That, yeah. 0141 951 1025. Michael's in Knightswood. Hi, Michael. Uh, good evening. Good evening. Um, regarding the ceremony today, I was standing outside and I was quite taken with it. Um, and I saw all the dignitaries and uh, ex Celtic players and managers um, go in. And I heard the eulogies and also. Um, when when they came out, uh, I spoke I spoke to Paddy Crerns, and he thought he recognised me from the early days, you know. But it's very doubtful. He is getting old. Um, but uh, as I shook hands with Paddy and Sir Kenny Douglas, uh, David Hay, and so on, so I felt privileged to be there today. Yep, uh, it was that kind of occasion. Paddy, incidentally, is 80. Fit as a fiddle. Yeah. 80 years old now, Paddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In uh, fact, there's a few of the old players that they just, you know, as you, as you say, we're, we're all getting old. Well, Derek um, was talking about the relationship between Celtic and Rangers players back in the day. Paddy's big pal was Jim Baxter. Uh, now, you could, right. not, you could not meet ever a bigger Celtic man than Paddy Crerand from the Gorbals. Uh and Jim Baxter was the main man for Rangers but Paddy and Jimmy absolutely hit it off and wouldn't have it any other way so that's the way it was back then Michael do you get the impression as well a lot of younger fans sort of turning out and people who who wouldn't have seen Billy McNeil play and, and would have heard the stories and have now been sort of taken aback by the the, the, the depth of the tributes and, and found their own um, opportunity to to remember and learn a bit about the man? Yeah, well, I did see quite a lot of young people there as well. Um, and also when I, when I saw all the Celtic first team and so, so on going in, but I'm, I'm not putting something out there, but I thought I saw Edward walking with a slight limp. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. The, I the, the injury rumour started for tomorrow. <laughs> well... <laughs> As Derek McInnes said to me, I'll need to nip out and injure one or two of them. Uh, you know, so I, I don't know. He, he looked fine to me. <laughs> but but you know what? You just just talking about the youngsters out there that didn't go and watch Billy. But it's like everything else. It's the same as Rangers. They're part of this huge family, yeah. and that was one of the family members that's passed away. So they just want to go and say cheerio to him. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, the, the presence of Sir Alex and Sir Kenny and. Uh, John Gregg uh, You know Sir Alex Probably Lost his Rangers career Because of a Billy McNeil goal When uh, He was nothing yet. Yeah The Scottish Cup final Billy scored after two minutes And it It, it, it finished Alec Ferguson At Ibrox But Of course He went on to lead A much bigger life Thereafter But he Fully appreciated What Billy McNeil meant To Scottish football And that's why he was there Sir Kenny Uh was driven to Celtic Park for training by Billy McNeil when he was a young man uh, and appreciated the, the, the stature that Billy enjoyed within Celtic Park. And John Gregg, there are two figures in this city who rise above the more squalid side of the rivalry between the two clubs. 
And those are John Gregg and Billy McNeil um, Michael, what are you expecting tomorrow then? Celtic only need a point Are you going to get the point? Are you going to get all three? How do you see it panning out? Well, hopefully they, they do get the point Because uh, uh, even the, the three points um, I'd rather go to Ibrox um, next week And uh, be champions, you know Just to safeguard Because you never you, you seen what happened on that uh, that bad Sunday Um I wasn't at the game that day at Motherwell. I was at the Gallagate at the time uh, with a lot of other Celtic supporters drinking coke as I did then, or still do rather. Um, and I was shocked at the end of the game. So hopefully this sort of thing doesn't happen again. You see, Michael, the very fact that Michael can bring this up, you know, there was a stage when Celtic went 14 points clear at the top. And I said, then you owe it to your intelligence to say that's the championship over. Mm-hmm. Uh, Celtic need the point tomorrow, but I'm not absolutely certain because recent performances have been lacklustre uh, and lacking in ideas. And that's why I say emotions are running high because of the legends that Celtic have lost. But energy is running low with regard to the team. They've had one goal in the last three games and that was scored by the centre-back, Jojo Simonovic. So... You know, they're not in the best of form. But neither are Aberdeen, you. I mean, I, I watched them last week at Ibrox and I thought that was the poorest Aberdeen team I've seen there for a mm-hmm. long, long time. I know yeah. they're missing four or five top players yeah. and you can see that. You know, the kids come in and worked hard, but they had one shot on target mm-hmm. in, in the whole of that. Now, that's not Aberdeen, so I think they're they're going to... They're put, I mean, they're at home. You're right, but I, I expect Celtic to win the game. Thank you to Michael in Knightswood Rangers fans. Let's hear from you because Scott Arfield is the player of the month. Stephen Gerrard is the manager of the month. And Alfredo Morelos returns tomorrow. So, should he go straight back into the team or does he stay in the bench? You decide. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. A team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Keevans and Derek Johnson are here, so get your calls in, please, or send us a tweet at Clyde SSB. Double award success for Rangers today. So, Rangers fans, quite keen to get your thoughts on that. Stephen Gerrard, the manager of the month. Scott Arfield, the player of the month. Arfield got four goals in April. Stephen Gerrard led Rangers to four wins. Um, so, not. An entirely surprising decision They they clearly both deserved that one What did you make of it? And also Alfredo Morelos He is back in contention tomorrow He's free from suspension So does he play? Or does he sit it out? You tell us 01419511025 Here's what Stephen Gerrard had to say on the topic I think Alfredo's one that um, Doesn't really hide it well When he is suspended Or he has to miss a game Because he loves playing football Um, He's one you'd have to drag off the training pitch He he loves being out there and stuff So um, I'm sure he's learned a a lot In the last four weeks or five weeks However long it's been Um, And hopefully we'll see that From now till the end of the season um, If and when he's given an opportunity DJ, does he play tomorrow or not? It's a big decision he has to make. You know, that's the, the four games that he's missed, Rangers have scored 11 goals and only lost one and played some great football. So do you change it? I think the, the last time this happened with Stephen was on the 29th of December, the Celtic game, when Rangers played really well. And when they signed Defoe and Davis, the two then played the following week. You know, whereas It was a winter I, break, wasn't it? Yeah, that perhaps confused but where, things. But whether I thought, you know, I thought that the same team that played deserved to go in again. But I don't know. I don't think so. I think Defoe's done well enough to hold his place with Morelos on the bench. He can't just be suspended for four games and want to come back and start again. I think he may well find himself on the bench. Well, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. 
You know, as Derek said, four games, 11 goals, one conceded. And Rangers playing their best football of the season. Fluency. Consistency. They're comfortable with it. They're confident with it. Why change it? Well, what do you think? 01419511025. I don't like it when these two agree. They both think that Morelos <laughs> should be on the bench, but maybe you think that he should be in the starting eleven. I don't know. So you tell us. 01419511025. John is a Rangers fan on the line. Does he start or does he not, John? Not start. Right. Explain not your start. thinking. Defoe and Artfield have come on here a tremendous game, and they've linked up very well. They link up quite well. The goals, many goals have we scored. Scored about 11 or 12 goals 11, yeah And basically You were all saying We were struggling Right For Without Morelos Right uh, Started The turn of the year Everybody was saying We were struggling So Don't get me wrong Don't want rid of him By no chance I don't want rid of him Not me and dad Keep him Because not me He's a tremendous goal scorer But With the way we're playing This new the system we're playing yeah. mm-hmm. It's far better suits us In the amount of goals That we're scored I, I So think, I can't I, see I think you're right. I think Scott Arfield's been terrific. You know, I know earlier in the season he was creating chances and he wasn't taking many of them, but I think in the, in the last four, five, six games, I think he's come to his own. Since he's been pushed that wee bit forward, you know, up helping the striker, he's great at playing in and about him, good in the box, and he's hitting the target more and scoring goals. So I think he's been, I think the two then work really well together. That's why I think it'll be himself and Defoe tomorrow. When the split came along, I said, it's Rangers' job. To be as much of an inconvenience to Celtic as they can be So if Celtic don't get that point at Petaudry tomorrow Rangers then have a job to do against Hibs the following day at Ibrooks, And if they do it properly They then become a major inconvenience Because the following weekend it's Rangers versus Celtic So I would imagine that the manager's priority is to pick what he considers to be the very best side to be that inconvenience to Celtic. And at the moment, that would mean Defoe and not Morelos starting. In the absence of Morelos, John, are we now seeing the best of Jermaine Defoe? Certainly, but do you remember, it took him a wee, bit, a wee while he got up to speed. Come on, and uh, it's not easy, just, you know, he's been sitting on the bench. And that'll be an asset for us for next year, when he's here, because, I mean, the way he's come on is absolutely... And Davis is getting far. They came in at, I think they came in at a wrong time because they disrupted us a wee bit, and that's where. Yeah. Listen, we've all lost one more game in Celtic. It's the draws that's killed us. Hasn't it been the MDs hammering us or slaughtering us? It's the draws that have killed us. If we hadn't dropped two points just after the, the turn of the year with the changes, I think we, we wouldn't be sitting in this position. I think we'd be sitting well clear. You mentioned Scott Arfield, John, and obviously this is on the day that he was named Premiership Player of the Month f- for April. How important do you think he has been to Rangers and I guess how important do you hope he'll be going forward? He's been, always been important. When he plays, see when he plays that way, the number 10, when he plays just half a striker, he's always been important. See the games that we've lost against Aberdeen, the, the semi-final stuff like that, he wasn't playing. See when we didn't play, when he's not been playing against Aberdeen a few games, You've struggled And he's absolutely When he's sitting just beside Morelis No Morelis eh, When he's sitting beside Defoe It looks a complete Morelis is still young And learning Defoe's 36 or something And go. you can see The experience in the link up with the two of them Whereas Morelis is going to learn that You would he's have to say that, you, know you would have to say that in the earlier part of the season You cannot dismiss the influence Of the Morelos goals well, Of course not I, I, I understand what you're saying about draws 
However, you can't dismiss the influence of those Morelos goals. However, at the moment, the best team that Rangers can pick from the start has Defoe in it and not Morelos. Yeah, I can't disagree with yeah. that. I mean, I, I think the Aberdeen game, I, I said before it, this will be a different Rangers-Aberdeen game because if Morelos is playing, it's going to be physical because you know exactly what he's going to get from defenders. And if I was the defender, I would do exactly the same thing. But with Defoe up there, you get a different mentality, centre-halves. That's why I don't think there was as many harsh challenges in the game. There was more football played, certainly by Rangers, on the day. And that's what Defoe brings. He's not one of them where you're going to hump big long balls up to him. He's going to be backing into centre-halves. That's what Morelos does. He doesn't do that. He needs the balls in the inside left mm-hmm. and inside right positions. He gets in there and he finishes it off nine times out of ten. Now, suggestions today that there is interest in Scott Arfield. Southampton, I think, were one of the clubs mentioned. At Crystal Palace. Um, it comes at a good time for him, of course, player of the month. But let's hear what his manager had to say on that topic. I don't want to lose Scott, that's that's for sure. Um, he's a player we're trying to build it round and we worked ever so hard to get him in the door in the first place. Um, but the reality is it works pretty simple. Um, I tell you guys I don't want him to go and tell him that I love him live on air and want him to stay. But the way football works at any single football club is every single player has a price and them decisions sometimes get took out of my hand and Scott's hand. So we'll have to wait and see how it all pans out. But he knows very well that um, we want them to stay here at Rangers and we don't want them to go anywhere because we want to keep our best players because they give us a better chance of being successful <laughs> Over the last kind of two years I've not played enough football um, kind of a year and a half at Burnley where I, I was in and out of the team this is the happiest I've been in years is to be at this football club to wear this badge to walk around here to be back in uh, back in Glasgow and, and my family's settled I'm, I'm fully focused in, in doing the right things for Rangers to win games and that's my full focus at the minute there you are Hugh I think Rangers are the only team That do the manager And the player together At the yeah. press So if the manager says He loves the player <laughs> The player's sitting right there And uh, he has to look All embarrassed about it The interest Whether it's speculative or not The interest Must be very flattering For Scott Arfield Because yeah. He came up here From Burnley As you've just heard him say Not a regular member Of the team For the last year and a half Now A move to Scotland In English eyes Is a move backwards Now he has played so well since getting here That He's caught attention Down south again And they want to take him Back So it's a massive compliment To how well Scott Arfield Has adapted to Playing for Rangers I don't think that Rangers would want to sell him Because Fans And the club And Stephen Gerrard Have a sense that This is going in the right direction For Rangers So If Money comes in for Morelos That you cannot turn down Then that's understandable But for a couple of million pounds or whatever the fee would be for Scott Arfield, I think that the Rangers supporters would be disappointed if the club accepted that because they see him as part of an immediate future which could be very interesting. But, but Scott summed up himself, you know, he's 30 years of age. I mean, he's done all the travelling. He's been down there, he's played at English clubs. He's come back. His, his family are now settled in Glasgow. He's 30. Would you want to uproot them all again and go mm-hmm. down there for another couple of years? I don't think it's going to happen to you. I think he's happy. He's up here. He knows things are going to happen up, up here. He's a big club. He's enjoying everything that's got to do with Rangers. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I don't care if somebody comes in and, and bids a couple of million pounds for him. I think he would be delighted still to stay at Rangers. Danny's in Bells Hill. Danny, Morelos on the bench tomorrow for you. Everyone seems to be agreeing. What do you think? Aye, definitely. Um, don't get me wrong, he's a fantastic player. Um, I think he's by far one of the best forward in Scotland. 
but um, the team's playing fantastic. Um, they've conceded like one goal in the last three, scored eleven. I think they've just gelled a lot better since Morelos hasn't been there. I think too much is dependent on them, um, and the, t- the team are actually starting to put our, put our graft in, and it's good to watch. It's playing good football. Football works that way, you know. Sometimes players become better players for not being in the team, uh, and that's because the team uh, isn't performing well. And all of a sudden, those who are not in it, well, why is he not playing? He's better than them. But it works in reverse. Morelos, thirty goals. Talk of big, big money transfers. But his discipline lets him down, so he misses matches during which Rangers play their best football of the season. So uh, he, he hasn't become a bad player. It's mm. just that Rangers, for the moment, seem to be better off without him. Danny, maybe I'm missing the point because we are, we're framing this discussion about one or the other. Any chance they both play tomorrow? Uh, well, I Sunday, right, I keep saying that, that. Don't No, they tried that once, but they didn't really work very well. Um, I think that, I think Rangers kind of play better football with one attacker. It's just finding that one that's that's good enough to hold the ball up. And Morelos is brilliant at that. But transfer wise, I think if they got that kind of money for him, that um, I would bite somebody's hand off for it. But I, I would be gutted to lose the guy. He is a goal scoring. No, he's, he's a goal scoring machine, isn't he? Have to replace. You're right. It's where you find somebody else who's going to score 30 yeah. goals a season for you. Yeah, listen, th- th- there is no doubt that you can't replace those goals. He's, he's, he's the top scorer in the league, Derek. I, I just yeah. wonder um, if the last couple of weeks, will that have made Rangers fans feel slightly better about the, the, yeah. the possibility of losing him? Just that, okay. We may well get a hefty fee And look look at what Defoe can do Like I say Of course you want to keep a guy Who scores those sure, goals I just wonder if it will have made Rangers fans feel a little bit better About the possibility but Again the Rangers fans will be looking Saying you know the, the four or five times That he's been sent off You know I don't think Rangers won any of the games They drew a couple of them You know So he's maybe cost Rangers points as well Going off And putting them down to ten men There's no doubt you, You've got 29 goals And you, you deserve to be in this side But I think when, when you've got a side that's now playing, as a couple of Rangers fans have said already, mm-hmm. they're enjoying their football, they're playing some good stuff and they're scoring goals. Why would you want to change it at this moment in time? Uh, Lewis McInnes is on Twitter. He says, Morelos stays out the starting eleven because he needs to learn, despite having the ban, if he starts, it sends a bad message across the full team. It would show weakness from Gerard. Morelos isn't Rangers. We are not a one-man team. He needs to earn his place back. Um, so everyone sort of agreeing apart from Bob Bob McCallum is on He says I can't believe you lot think Morelos The league's top scorer Shouldn't play Arfield is playing in the same position As when Morelos was up front Oh this is the bit that surprises me He's hopeless All the fans around me at Ibrox agree If he could score Like McGregor or Rogic He'd have 20 plus Well he's a player of the month Hugh Keevan So well. Bob's maybe a hard man to please <laughs> Well it's not Use lot that I'm looking at here It's use lot that are phoning in That are saying uh, You know that Morelos should play second fiddle For the moment To Defoe As I say These are not Lifetime decisions For the moment Rangers are playing Fluent Confident Goal scoring football Conceded Mm. only one goal in their last four Therefore Logic would say Just continue with that team then 
Bob is back on actually with another anti-Scott Arfield tweet I think oh. he's got in for Scott Arfield uh, Thank you to Craig who reminded me that the, the game is Sunday I think I've called it Saturday about four or five times already And every time I do it I realise it's wrong But it's just a, uh, it is uh, just one of those things uh, Right, let me tell you about this Because this is this is important This is good fun oh. um, But with a serious side to things as well Because next Friday is Cash for Kids Superhero Day now, Gordon DL and Mark Wilson are helping to change the lives of children in Glasgow in the West. They really are. That's the serious bit. Here's the funny bit. By doing a skydive. Oh, dear. Brave now, boys. On, well, not both of them, Derek, because on Superhero <laughs> Day, one of them oh. is going to be forced to jump out a plane at 10,000 feet to raise money for Cash for Kids. Here's the great part. It's up to you You decide which oh. one has to jump And let me tell you Neither of them want to do it Cash for Kids Is an amazing cause And every summer Thousands of kids Across Glasgow and the West Go the entire holiday Without a hot meal This is such a basic need That should not be happening In 2019 We really want to change that And you can help too By donating just £5 Just £5 Because I really don't fancy Jumping out of a plane Gordon loves a thrill For all those times And all those people That he's never given a tip Get on and text Mark To 70808 Text Gordon To 70808 And watch him Fall from 10,000 feet And watch the mushroom fall from 10,000 feet <laughs> There we go It is up oh. to you You can donate £5 to cash for kids It helps feed kids this summer And then you get to see Mark or Gordon fall out of a plane So it is, it is win-win <laughs> see, see if you get a tenner We'll give them a parachute <laughs> <laughs> So if you want to see Mark jump out the plane Text Mark to 70808 And if you want to see Gordon It's Gordon to 70808 oh, The really good news Derek is that even if these two drop out, you can't get insurance cover for OAP. Yes, you're beautiful. So you're laughing. <laughs> More of your calls next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Get the result you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Evans and Derek Johnson are here, so give us a call or tweet at Clyde SSB. We've been talking about Morelos. Does he come back in or not? We heard from Stephen Gerrard. For Ewing says if a player's performance warrants a drop from the team, they need to work to get back in. A suspension puts you out, so if the team does well in the absence of the player, they have to work to get back in all the same. I agree. Just looking back, you what Amber said there in Glebe Street. What famous family lived in Glebe the Street? <laughs> <laughs> the old Dundee Glebe Street. Honestly, Sorry about your pan. I saw your eyes light up. Oh, and I thought we, was, we thought we had got past it. Um, no, but that's a perfectly valid point. If your indiscipline takes you out of the team, then you have to suffer the consequences. You know, if the team plays particularly well while you're out. And you don't get back in mm. That's your fault And you have to wait Until the mm. team Has a vacancy for you And that, that that's the point isn't it Because you might not If they've really been Toiling without you That changes things yeah, It does absolutely. Because yeah. Yeah. You, you can You can think you're making a stand And say right, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. going to show them We're not letting them Straight back into the team But if you've lost every game And you're looking blunt And attack It might come into your thinking but That's not I a problem for Rangers right, but You know he's 29 goals As we say he's, he's going to be on the bench If he is on the bench I mean Stephen might play him From the start We don't know But if he is on the bench And I suspect he may well be There's no way he's staying mm-hmm. Off the bench He will come on For half an hour Or 20 minutes oh, yeah. You know Conversely Celtic go to Pataudry tomorrow And people would say Well why is Ollie Burke not getting game time? Why was Timothy Weir not even on the bench last week when Celtic have gone through the last three games 
one goal and that was scored by Jozo Simonovic. So, you know, there are selection dilemmas for Neil Lennon as well in a game where Celtic need one point to become the champions. You sat next to Derek McInnes at the funeral today. Did he give you any of his... uh... Team secrets ahead of tomorrow that you're willing to share no, to the country. Help, no, he, no, can you help me? No. <laughs> Have you heard him on the teaser? Come on. No, no. no. To be fair, well, uh, I was having a laugh with him saying because he travelled down on his own. The chairman travelled down on his own. Willie Miller, Aberdeen legend, travelled down on his own. I said, "You've ruined the Aberdonians' reputation. You're all supposed to be in the one car saving money." <laughs> but he's, you know, he, he came down last night because he had his Hamden hearing. Lost it. There was no. Way back He takes a one game ban And he'll take it tomorrow Against Celtic But He's also lost Important players To injury And to suspension uh, And Aberdeen At home this season Have not been mm. As effective As Aberdeen On the road So On the face of it Aberdeen have a lot of work To do tomorrow You know You know the bonus Being at Pataudry He actually sits behind the dugout He's only two or three yards yeah. away he Just shout so down he's still shout down <laughs> um, No problem Derek, I think most managers or, or players you, you hear from, you can't go out for a point. You know, Celtic need a point, no, but that's that, no. that. It's pretty difficult to approach a game like that, isn't it? You no. just try and win it, and if but, you fall a bit short, then fine. With the players that Celtic have got, Gordon, there's no way they're going to sit back. I mean, Aberdeen. I mean, Aberdeen. It's not as if Aberdeen are in top form and they're playing really well. They are struggling as well, and Celtic will know that. They'll put out a team there, and I agree with you. I don't understand why. By way, doesn't get a game, not even oh, on the bench. Yeah. And Ollie Burke, who's a problem for every anybody with that pace, is. Mm. But they, you know, you, you never know. They might well be there tomorrow. Celtic can't go and defend anywhere. They will go and have a go, at Aberdeen. That's why I think Celtic will win tomorrow. Okay, Charlie's a Rangers fan on the line. What's on your mind tonight, Charlie? Uh, how you doing? Hi. Uh, what it is it's today with Arfield? Um, this carry on, turn around saying three million pound. Come on. What are these te- what are this, these uh, teams on in England? Uh, that is buttons, you know. Uh, even if we we're going to sell them, we're not going to sell them for three million pound. Uh, a complete insult, as uh, Gerard just after saying there. Every player's got his price, and I think mm. one thing that's not his price. Well, so, to be fair, these these are speculative headlines you know that, that no one has come out and said we have officially made a bid of three million pounds and rangers have not come out and said we have officially received a bid of three million pounds that's just talk until someone comes up with a firm proposal for the player charlie what, what would his price be then if you're so unhappy with that quote i'd say at least seven not in this life or the next I'm afraid uh, You know the, 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 he's, he's 30 years old And there's no English Premier League club Who will pay £7 million To bring back to England Someone who left England for Scotland Because he wasn't getting a regular game at Burnley Yeah I mean Charlie listen He's been very good for Rangers That is underlined by the fact that he's He's the player of the month at the moment But he, Rangers got him for nothing And he is 30 so if it were to be three million, that wouldn't be too bad, would it? A three million pound profit in one year on a thirty year old. Nah, as I say, he's you better had known him if you're It's what he brings to the team, Charles. It's what he brings to the team, and I think he brings an awful lot to the team. Certainly a lot more than three million pounds worth. When he's on song and he's scoring goals the way he is, he's worth his weight in gold. And I think at thirty years of age, as I said earlier. 
I think he'll be flattered If there's teams in England In the Premier League Are wanting him At 30 mm. Because he's playing in Scotland What an honour that is But I think he's settled Him and his family And I don't see him moving at all Alright thanks to Charlie Just while we're on the, the subject of, of money Andrew Murray Presumably not that one mm. uh, Says That if we want to get The best price for Morelos We may have to play him For the maximum Money in the last few games If we can get a few bidding Who knows how much yeah. we'll get That may well be true Derek But with only a couple of games left Would any potential suitors Not have their, their minds made up Absolutely. already? Absolutely I mean they've, they've watched them all season They've watched them in Europe You know They've watched them scoring 29 goals So they know all about them You know In the last two games He might not even start The, the, the last two games But he'll certainly come on Because I think it looks better If you're scoring 30 goals 29 It sounds better you know, around 30 rather than a 29. So I think you'll want to come in and he'll want to score that 30th goal. But as the lads have said, there's no guarantees that he's going to play games. He's been missed out in four games. The players have grabbed their chance, the ones that have come in and they've played well. I think they would be mm-hmm. bitterly, bitterly disappointed if, uh, if certainly Defoe would be the way he's been playing if, if Morelos came in and, and started in front of him. Let's speak to Scott in Postle Park. Hi, Scott. Hi, guys. Um, I've got a couple of points, but my, I just want to see, because it was Big Billy McNeil's funeral today, mm-hmm. I actually met the, the big man once years ago, he opened up my local doctor surgery because my doctor was a Celtic doctor and all, and growing up, well, we grew up, we didn't uh, hold back, I let him know we were all Rangers fans, <laughs> but the big man, was a, he, was, he was a big gentleman, honestly, so yeah, I want to say rest in peace to him, he was, he was a diamond there guy. Well said, Scott, yeah, thanks uh, for that. No, no problem. And I was just wanting to know your uh, points of view on all about. See, the last time Morelos was suspended, I'm sure we 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 don't have run like three and four nil the couple of games we played, and then again he's been suspended. And we've done excellent with him. I'm I'm a big Morelos fan, but we seem to no play better all the time. But we don't seem to miss him that much, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, for the time being, I mean, there might come a time when you you wish he was there. You know. Stephen Davis wasn't always bang on the money for Rangers. Now he is. Uh, Jermaine Defoe came in and mm, uh, not so sure about him. Now he is bang on form. Uh, so, you know, the form fluctuates. And at the moment, the debate is Defoe or Morelos. At the moment, for me, it would be Defoe until such times as Defoe and the team don't play as well as they are now. The big, the big problem, and I think, I think, why Rangers fans were excited when they came you know if the two of them were up to scratch you know playing wise they would have been perfect but they weren't they didn't play all that many games before they arrived at Rangers I think the biggest thing for Steve Davis was these two 90 minutes he got for Northern yeah. Ireland that gave you know he looked really really good in these two games match sharpness what you hear us keep talking about match sharpness you can be fit you can run about you can work hard but in a game you've got to get playing a game and get your sharpness and I think the two of them have had that mm. and the two of them are now showing what good players they are yeah the only one I can remember Scott that you're referring to I think he was suspended for the game at Hamilton and Rangers won 5-0 um, I'm sure with the, it was a couple of games I'm sure Because um, you've suspended that much You kind of lost yeah, on, you know? track. Um, Somebody said the 32 red on Is a sponsor Not a challenge You know <laughs> uh, can, can it be the case Scott That we have Players who are brilliant individuals But the team can Play better without them I mean it doesn't have to be A criticism of that player No, no t- t- That's what I'm saying I'm a big man I don't mind. I'm not saying he's Rotten and that He's a cracking me player There's two but, different styles Scott That's the difference isn't it You know the two know, Entirely get, different players that. Yeah Oh, that's all I wanted to say Thanks for your time guys Good man Thank you Scott and Postle Park It reminds me a little bit Hugh Of 
you know, we used to always hear Celtic fans say that Scott Brown was the first name in the team sheet. Then he went out the team, and yeah. people started saying, "I think we're better without him." Yeah. Yeah. But he's still one of the main players. If that makes yeah, sense, absolutely. You know, fans' opinions are liable to fluctuate as well. You know, as are yours. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Just to be clear, depending on what suits my argument. Uh, so. Uh, I just think a purely personal notion I would start with the Defoe team on Sunday And purely personal notion I think it's time that Burke and Weir had some game time for Celtic Beat the Pundit With goals in the Scottish Sun The SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday don't forget, we have a brilliant prize for you to win in the second hour of tonight's show. Not only could you be going along to the PFA Awards on Sunday, you'll get the VIP treatment and you'll get put up for the night in the Hilton in Glasgow. So it really is a... You might think I just say this because I'm told to, but that's a that's a top prize. I think we can all agree on that, can't well, we? Well, it's a terrific do. I am yeah. looking forward to going and I will gladly get you a drink in the VIP. No, he won't. What? No, he won't. That's what? a lie. It's a complimentary bag. Well, we, oh, okay. See, we all heard them say that. Yeah. Yeah. Fully mentioned complimentary. Anyway, that's coming up in the second hour of tonight's show. Before that is your chance to beat the pundit. Take on Derek Johnson. Take on Hugh Keevans. Show off your footballing knowledge and perhaps walk away with a signed ball. It's that simple. 0141 951 1025. Call us right now because you only have until the news at 7. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Keevans and Derek Johnson are here. Keep the calls coming, please. 01419511025. We kicked off uh, by looking back on a big day for Scottish football. A sad day, as Scottish football fans said goodbye to Billy McNeil. We've been hearing from Stephen Gerrard. He's the manager of the month. Scott Arfield is the player of the month. And I want to look at the manager of the year shortlist. The four nominees are out. So. Who should win it, in your opinion? And who do you think missed out? 01419511025, this first. Beat the Pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. Beat the Pundit time. Mark Wilson had a nightmare last night, so we gave away another signed ball. <laughs> we are seriously running out. Let's see if Hugh Keevans and Derek Johnson can do any better. One of them is up against Rab from halfway. Hi, Rab. How you doing boys? Not too bad, how are you tonight? Not too bad, thank you Good stuff, I'll toss the coin Rab Heads you're up against Hugh Keevans uh, Tails you're up against Derek Johnson You're a Rangers fan I don't know if that means you, you want to take on DJ Or you <laughs> want to avoid him But we'll find out Heads it's Hugh Tails it's DJ DJ's just watching It's Heads Hugh against Rab So let me give Hugh some Clyde too In his ear hole And that way he can't hear what you're saying Rab You've got 30 seconds Head to head with Hugh You can pass Here's your chance to beat the pundit You ready? Ready Who's the only Premiership manager to be nominated for Manager of the Year? Steve Clark. What's the name of Stirling Albion Stadium? Pass. Which Hearts player has extended his stay until 2022? Oh, no. Begins with a J. Who did Ian McCall manage? Who did Ian McCall manage before Air United? Which Scottish Premiership side faced Luxembourg team Fola Esch in Europa League qualifying a couple of years ago? Pass. Just guess a Scottish Premiership team. Go on. Scottish Premiership. Inverness Kelly. Okay. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> You've had a nightmare, Rab. Let's bring Hugh Keevans back. Hugh, can you hear us? I can. Rab was brilliant. He got 14. Oh. 14 out of 10. You ready? Congratulations, Rab. You're the winner. Same set of questions to you, shall we? Okay. 
Who is the only Premiership manager to be Steve nominated Clark. for Manager of the Year? What is the name of Stirling Albion Stadium? Fourth Bank. Which Hearts player has extended his stay at the club until 2022? Nick Piazza. Who did Ian McCall manage before Air United? Partick Thistle. Which Scottish Premiership side faced Luxembourg's Fola Esch in the Europa League qualifying a couple of years ago? Um, Mother. Scottish international Tom Kearney has extended his Fulham contract until which year? 2022 Okay Rab Well I'll let you in On what happened Since he couldn't hear us Say that again I'll let you in On what happened to you Since he couldn't hear us <laughs> When we got to the Premiership one Huey passed And I was feeling generous I said just guess A, a Premiership team Inverness Was the reply <laughs> So let's see if that <laughs> I'm not I'm sure a cricket it, fan A cricket <laughs> fan he says. Let's go through them First one uh, the only Premiership manager to be nominated for Manager of the Year is Stevie Clark. Well done, you both got it right. That's what I want to talk about next, so calls in, please. Uh, next one, what is the name of Stirling Albion Stadium? Fourth Bank, Hugh Keevans got it. Rab the Cricket fan did not, so it's 2-1 to Hugh. It then go... No, it stayed 2-1 because Peter Haring is the Hearts fan. Uh, the Hearts player, I should say, has extended his stay. Ian McCall did manage Partick Thistle before Air United. 3-1 to Hugh Keevans. The Premiership side which faced Luxembourg's Fola-ish in 2016 Europa League qualifying was not Inverness Rab. It was Aberdeen. So none of you got it right. And only Hugh got on to the last question. Tom Kearney will be a Fulham player, or certainly his contract will be with Fulham until 2024. So it's a one for Rab from halfway and a three for Hugh Keevens. Hardline, Rab. Cheers, boys. Thanks, Rab. Again next time. Yep. You're <laughs> never going to live that Inverness one down Rab There won't be many Rabs in halfway either So you're you're in trouble Thank you anyway 01419511025 Let's hear from you We are on Twitter at Clyde SSB um, Sort of spoiling the punchline a little bit there with the, uh-huh. with, the, with, with the question But nevertheless Stevie Clark is the only Premiership manager On the Manager of the Year nomination So let's hear from you Give us your opinion Who should win it out of these four guys You've got Stevie Clark Dick Campbell of Arbroath Jim Goodwin of Alloa And Ross County's joint managers Stephen Ferguson and Stuart Kettlewell 0141 951 1025 Who should win? Who's been unlucky to miss out? Hugh For me the contest could come down to Stevie Clark and Dick Campbell Jim Goodwin latterly Came on to a run with Alloa And is still in with a chance of survival However I don't think that entitled you to manager of the year. Uh, the joint managerial The timing's always so difficult, isn't it? Because Alawa could get relegated yeah. tomorrow and Jim Goodwin goes and picks up the award. Listen, yeah. that that may well be the case. He, he may well still deserve it, but it's 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 tough. It's tough time. Yeah. The, the the duo at Ross County, well done. Great achievement to win promotion. However, they are on a terrific budget at Ross County because of Roy McGregor. It's always nice to have a, a millionaire in charge. But it'd be interesting to you if you said to many people who are the joint managers of Ross County, there'd be very, very, very few people would get who it is up there. Yeah. You know, so and so, so for two, quietly going for about two lads business, that have yeah. come in there and done that business, that's that's magnificent. For me, Steve Clark continues to amaze at Kilmarnock. Uh, and that's why he's mentioned in association with the Scotland job And Dick Campbell For me, again, it would be a kind of lifetime achievement award for Dick Campbell Because he'd been promoted as a manager 10 times Now that's that's astonishing yeah. uh, And, you know, one of life's great characters uh, Is it 
grounds for giving him the the equivalent of a kind of lifetime achievement award. So for me, it comes down to Dick Campbell or Steve Clark. Well, I think I didn't realise that he had promotion ten times, Hugh, and I, and I think for Dick Campbell, why not Arbroath? I mean, they, mm. they're laughing so up the Arbroath and the Forfers. I mean, it is manager of the year, though, isn't it? Yeah. So with, I, I know it's great, but the other nine promotions shouldn't really. No, no, maybe no I'm, I'm not saying for that. I'm just saying for for what he's done with Arbroath, I, I would probably give it to Dick Campbell. Okay, I would. Um, I mean, Kilmarnock, Hugh, the only. The only Premiership club represented Stevie Clark. Um, the fourth at the moment. When you look at the the results, everyone knows how, how great a job they've done. And it's it's a strange one. I'll get the the stats off Fraser Wishart perhaps tomorrow. But there can't be many times when you've only got one top flight yeah, manager. And yeah. of course, what happened with Brendan Rodgers leaving, yeah. Neil Lennon coming in, that meant it was never going to be Celtic's manager. Rangers, everyone, pretty much everyone agrees they've improved. But if you don't win anything as a Rangers manager You're not getting manager of the year So you're looking at all the other teams And yeah, Gary Holt's done really well But ninth can, is not you, enough You know, you, you can you can nitpick your way through yeah, all of this yeah. Because if you say Steve Clark, fourth But doing a grand job Someone will say Well, oh, Derek McInnes He was third Yeah yeah, and true. then someone else will say Yeah But he was second For the last four seasons He's dropped a place <laughs> So you know As I say You can nitpick your way Through it all Had Brendan Rodgers Stayed at Celtic Then And won The treble treble Then I think he Should And would Have got it But Brendan Rodgers Leaving At the time when he did Threw mm-hmm. the whole thing Into confusion uh, it, it must be unprecedented That only one Top flight manager Is in the top four so it is unprecedented And that may lead to an unprecedented decision mm. To give it to someone like Dick Campbell Based on this season yeah. and others In the interest of accuracy It's now known as the GMB Scotland Manager the of GMB. the Year So it's not actually the PFA Award It's the GMB Scotland Manager of the Year Stevie Clark says it's just a compliment to his players Good to be nominated uh, I was nominated last year as well Which means that the the two or the season and a bit that I've been here with the team have done really well. The players have been great and as I always say, when the when the team is good, everyone reaps the rewards. It makes my job easier when they're performing well week in, week out, train well every day. Uh, I've always spoken highly of the group of players that I found when I got here. Uh, we've managed to supplement that with good loans and one or two extra bodies to help us out. So it's, it's worked out really well for us. So, yeah, pleasing, but a big compliment to to all the players. Laurie is a Celtic fan in Denison. Who do you think should win it out of those four, Laurie? Well, can I just preface uh, my answer to that, uh, guys, by saying that I was privileged uh, to have paid my respects uh, as a cortege at Billy McNeil's funeral. I passed through uh, Belgrove uh, Street and Gallagate today. It was a memorable occasion and uh, an emotional occasion, not to be forgotten by anyone who's in attendance. Uh, in answer to the question, I think that given the limited resources at his disposal, uh, for, for me, I, Stevie Clark is a stick-on. I had, and, you know, and Hugh has just preempted precisely what I was about to say, and that was that if hypothetically... Uh, Brendan Rodgers had remained at the helm and had steered Celtic to an unprecedented treble treble I think he would have an, autom- an automatic selection If you bear in mind Laurie that the, the award will be this Sunday yep. so it, it 
uh, it might have been the case, it might not, yep. that Celtic might have had the title wrapped up by now. Uh, and in that case, you'd be, you can only talk about a double uh, because the cup final would not have taken place. Uh, but I still think that Brendan Rodgers certainly would have been on the list with Steve Clark. Uh, but his departure has led to this unprecedented situation whereby you get one manager from the top flight and the rest are from what used to be known as the lower orders. So I just think that Steve Clark is in pole position, but someone like Dick Campbell, uh, you take his work this season as being representative of his work throughout a managerial career, albeit in the lower leagues, but you might have other managers who wish to draw attention to his good work over a long period of time. It's not that huge. They play in front of three, four hundred people, you know, at their home games, mm. you know, and, and they still manage to lift themselves and get them going. And they robbed that division, terrific. didn't they, with, with a, a huge club like Wraith absolutely. Rovers behind them? Yeah, absolutely. That's why I think he, he would thoroughly deserve it for me. Uh, Laurie, I know you will be looking forward to tomorrow will Celtic get the point they need will they get all three or can you see it being nervier as the weeks go on I think that Celtic will win convincingly I know that opinion would appear to be divided as to whether Neil Lennon will get the Celtic manager's job but I would like to publicly state that I think Neil Lennon has done an excellent job since his appointment I realise that Celtic I haven't been firing all cylinders but nonetheless at the business end of the the season, it's all about results instead of performances. And uh, statistically, I think he's been at the helm for 10 games. Celtic have recorded seven wins uh, and three draws have yet to taste defeat. Uh, as to whether he gets the job, uh, I don't think they will, uh, because uh, I don't think that he's universally acclaimed uh, by you know all elements of Celtic support. I think that they will go for a sexier name, a more box office attraction. Interesting that uh, Dermot Desmond was at Billy's funeral today, Laurie. Do you suspect that uh, he does have a relationship with uh, Neil Lennon? Neil could pick up the phone and speak to Dermot Desmond anytime he likes. Do you suspect conversations about the immediate future might have taken place? There's, there's a distinct possibility, Hugh. Uh, I'm going to go with a rank outsider here. Uh, I know you won't concur with me because I heard you had to say about him two or three weeks ago and of course it's all about opinions. Personally, uh, I think that they will go for Michael O'Neill, a man who is media savvy uh, and uh, very good at PR uh, and also have listened to, to two or three players. Uh, I think Andy Little had said uh, that he was very meticulous uh, in his preparations and he's tactically astute. So as a rank outsider, uh, I'll put my money in Michael O'Neill. Andy Little was glowing in his praise for Michael O'Neill, uh, the, the creation of Team Northern Ireland, as he called it, under Michael O'Neill. Um, I'm not sure that that plays well with the Celtic supporters. You know, previously, managed Brechin, Shamrock Rovers. Uh, it, does that get you the Celtic job? I'm, I'm not sure. Um, on the subject of the manager of the year, such a divide in opinion like every every member of the shortlist is getting a mention because perhaps there is no outstanding candidate Peter Gray says Jim Goodwin for me uh, Barry McGowan he's, he's not happy he says that's a horrible looking list Steve Clark has to win that surely uh, Pedro got to be Ross County and KG as well uh, surely Ferguson and Kettlewell they deserve credit for sticking by the pair 
After relegation That would be what goes in, in their mm-hmm. favour Hugh Because yes Ross County do have One of if not the big Well probably one of the biggest budgets In the championship But as we've seen time and time again It is not easy to bounce straight back up mm. By awarding them the the title You are awarding achievement You know, Steve Clark has won nothing And yet He's on our list To be manager of the year uh, Dick Campbell You know you, you can pick holes In it all day long It's only our bros uh, But yeah. Consistent mm. record Will as a Kilmarnock fan Is your manager a stick on In your eyes Will? And In my eyes In my eyes on that list I think there's two that deserves it okay. First of all Obviously Steve Clark I think he's He has the rank outside The rank He's number one To get it He's as a Kilmarnock fan, I am just so proud of how the team has played, and it's all down to how it's all down to how Steve Clark has basically put put his impression and philosophy on the team. It's no matter where we end up this season, if we finish in fourth or third, I'm gonna. It's the best season that I've had for a while, and I'll, uh, it's it's just an amazing feeling. Yeah, I think he's right. If you're a Kilmarnock fan, you must be really, really enjoying your football the last couple of seasons under Stevie Clark, and and I can accept that. But you're right as well, Hugh. You know, he he, he might finish fourth. He might I don't know. He might finish third. We've no idea. But hasn't won anything. But I'll tell you, for the people of Kilmarnock, he's done a hell oh, of yeah, a job yeah, there, yeah. and they're quite right to say that. And he's going mm. to be the man because they're they're now going and seeing their team. They're not huge crowds down there at Kilmarnock, but Growing. they're getting more mm. now than they were getting before because they're watching some good stuff. Well, how do you feel about this battle fourth? Or do you think you can do it, or is it going to be fourth place? I I, I think we can do it. Um, I've heard I've heard a few different stories. See if we finish fourth. Is there still the chance that, that we'll go to Europe because yeah, I'm Celtic, sort of unclear Celtic on that. win the Scottish Cup. Yeah, right. So that's fine. So if, I've just I've been sort of un, unclear on that, um, and I don't mean any disrespect to Hearts, but I do think Celtic will win the Scottish Cup, which will then obviously mm. hopefully get us into Europe. Um, obviously, like we've said on the program before, it's keeping a hold of Steve Clark for yeah. Europe that we might have an issue with. But just just another point with regards to that list. I listened to Dick Campbell on um, another radio station after he won the title, and it's like me. I'm I'm only 26, but he was very. I felt it was very inspirational to listen to him. And even if he got Manager of the Year as well, for he's obviously he's ten. That's ten titles. I think he he deserves it as well. But obviously, if I had to rank them, I want Steve Clark to win it first. Dick Campbell is old school. And therefore, in the social media age, he is portrayed as a dinosaur. There's the bonnet, and there's the swearing, and all the rest of it. However, he's an old school football man, and he knows how to get teams to a title, a great to promotion. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, people, young people might find people at Dick Campbell laughable, frankly, but that doesn't mean to say they are. Thank you to Will Kilmarnock fan and Govan Eamon agrees Kelly are in fourth with a bottom six budget Shows the tremendous work of Stevie Clark His win would make up for Alan Power's lack of nomination for player of the year And Greg Taylor's omission as a young player of the year Right, here's a moment some of you have been waiting for Because thanks to Thompson Solicitors and PFA Scotland We have a VIP, a pair of VIP tickets for the PFA Awards dinner 
for you Now the dinner is this Sunday On the night you'll have access to the exclusive VIP champagne room reception uh, A four course dinner with drinks After dinner entertainment The after show party on till 3am oh. You'll be in your bed by then Long oh, before long that Long ago And we'll also put you up for the night at the Hilton in Glasgow Now, here's what you have to do You have to get ready to give us a call And you have to tell us Who is this previous winner Of the PFA Scotland Player of the Year Listen carefully Who is this? People have been telling me You're being very mad To say no to Man United But I felt in that way If I go back again uh, I will do exactly the same choice If you know who it is Give us a call right now 0141 951 1025 You only have until the end of this break Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Win the compensation you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Evans and Derek Johnson are here. I'm about to give them tonight's full time teaser, but before we do that, let's see if we can get a winner on our big competition. Big, big thanks to Thompson's Solicitors and PFA Scotland because what a prize they've provided for you tonight. A pair of VIP tickets for the PFA Scotland Awards Dinner on Sunday. It gives you access to an exclusive VIP room, champagne reception, awards ceremony, four course dinner with drinks, after dinner entertainment, and after show party. And we'll also put you up for the night in the Hilton, Glasgow as well. All you had to do was tell us who this is. He's a former winner of the award. Who is he? People have been telling me you're being very mad to say no to Man United. But I felt in that way, if I go back again, uh, I will do exactly the same choice. Phone lines were a bit mad. Jim from Motherwell was first through. Jim, who do you think it is? Is it Lorenzo Amaruso? Jim, you've got it in one Well done to you A pair of VIP tickets to the PFA Awards This Sunday night at the Hilton You get everything else thrown in And you even get your overnight as well Are you happy with that? Absolutely delighted Good man, what's your team Jim? Um, I'm an Airdrie man if, uh, if <laughs> they say But I don't, I'm not really, I don't bother with the football now well that's fine There's no Airdrie players up For an award But you're still going along And enjoy yeah. your night Jim that will be a fantastic night It's a great prize We hope you enjoy it Fantastic That's great Good man There we are Hugh You'll see, you'll you, see, you'll see you there And uh, she got me thinking PFA player of the year who, who was the first ever winner Of that actually Probably Derek What oh, was it? Honestly, he likes to. I like to bring it up for you I know Because I it's, great, it, it, it's, it's good It's worth bringing up Did you know That Derek McKenna's Is named after you? Yeah right. Is he? He told me that today it, it, I didn't know that Yeah He, he was I think he's, he, When he's, his mum was pregnant with him The dad was a big Rangers man And it was an old firm game He said whoever scores First goal for Rangers Will yeah. name his son after him Yeah There you go There you go That's it yeah. Superb We're going to speak to John and Coatbridge Bridge soon Because he's been hanging on for ages My apologies John But just let me quickly set up tonight's question It was sent in to fulltime at Clyde1.com On the teaser It's you that provides the questions That's what's good about it So if you've got them Send them in to fulltime at Clyde1.com can you name You two should be good on this Can you name the last 10 winners Of the PFA Scotland Manager of the Year Award Now it's the GMB this year But in the in the past It's the PFA Scotland Manager of the Year Can you name the last 10 winners Alright Stevie Clark No No <laughs> Brendan, Brendan Rogers. <laughs> yes Mike Supatalainen No What made you say him I'm sure he got it yeah. Not in the last 10 certainly Here's a good place to start Who won it last year? Who won it last year Derek? Can I let you in on a little secret as well? We had a meeting before the show Hugh Keevans was there And we discussed who won it last year And he can't even remember 
Alright I'll give you thinking time You've got Brendan Rogers so far You lot can help us at Clyde SSB on Twitter John You're next up Hi John Hi guys He's going to get me murdered Gordon I'm just out the night The night I fought my honeymoon My man and I'm pretty She's just <laughs> not out John right. Priorities anyway. That's all it is I know Right Hugh Derek Thanks for taking my call But it's mostly to you Hugh I've, I've heard recently Over the last few days On social media And the Celtic blogs That Xavi has been a name It's mentioned now uh-huh. Now I, I know he's done all his badges and that So What would you think of that show To bring something in A figurehead with him um, I'm wary of gimmick appointments You know I've heard some of the names mentioned In relation to the Scotland job And for me It's just gimmicks uh, There's a, a job That the Celtic supporters Want Done And that job is to win Nine in a row For the second time And then ten in a row uh, In order to do that I think you need uh, An accomplished manager uh, no gimmicky names uh, No Reliance on where he's been you know, Let's have him because he used to be At Barcelona or he used to be at Real Madrid Or Bayern or whatever The Celtic supporters want A mm. down to earth job done here And for me that doesn't fit John do you think it would be a good idea? I don't really know Gordon, But as I said well Steven Gerrard is about, I just, like He's brought in Obviously he was a big name Right So he's been brought in But he's done not, not a bad job Right But I think if you brought Something in with him It would be, it'd be mm. A brilliant appointment As Laurie said I, I think Laurie's the best guy On here As one of the callers But I don't agree with him With the Michael O'Neill thing I don't think the Celtic fans is, I, I don't yeah. like agreeing With you again right? Enough I'm getting used <laughs> to this You see in, in relation In relation to Steven Gerrard now, he, well, well, what I'm noticing though, Hugh, is when Stephen Gerrard was appointed, the Celtic fans all phoned in and said, "Oh, that's ridiculous! Imagine yeah, appointing yeah. a rookie manager." So surely yeah. that would apply to Xavi. Yeah, of course. Uh, but the other thing, the other side of the coin, where Stephen Gerrard is concerned, is if Celtic do get nine in a row, uh, chances are he may not be trusted with the 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 next season, which would be the ten in a row season, or if he started the season badly, he get sacked. So you know, Steve. For Rangers then, sure. Pardon me. Who are you going to bring in then for Rangers? No, no, no. I, I'm not. I'm not putting Stephen Gerrard out of work. I'm just saying that the the same thing applies. You know, he's not a gimmick name, but he's there for a specific job. He's there to stop Celtic winning ten in a row. And if it looks as if he'll be unable to do that, he'll get sacked. And in the same way that whoever is the Celtic manager, if he does not get to ten in a row, he'll be sacked as well. Javi, what a career he had as a player. More importantly, oh, John, where are you going in the honeymoon? <laughs> well, I tell you, I'll be good. It's good, my good lady Nicola. God love her. She'll, good she loves the football too because we're going to Santa Pons in the morning. So, and hopefully, we're all going to Santa Pons. <laughs> so, it's going to be, well, a big Derek might put a damper on you and say we won't, but Celtic will get what they deserve, get what they need tomorrow, and it'll be. Santa Pons It'll be The title party Will be tomorrow And, and Santa Pons A big DJ Unfortunately so day, one, big day one of the honeymoon Is involving you Watching the Celtic game Nicola loves the football But I've seen that I'll probably again And she'll take the head off me But anyway oh. Thanks for taking my call guys <laughs> <laughs> Right Right All the boys Right We are definitely moving on Hope Derek Johnson well Don't, don't say a word No Do not I'm saying, saying nothing No no <laughs> Wish John hadn't said that I must be honest Anyway enjoy the honeymoon yeah. John <clears throat> Moving on Right Any more Name the last 10 winners Of PFA Scotland's manager Derek, <laughs> Of the year award Derek McKenna No oh. oh yeah sorry Sorry my apologies yeah. He is on it I'm just used to you Getting them wrong <laughs> Brendan Rogers And Derek McKinnis so far 
Walter, is he there? Yes. Walter Smith. Walter Smith is on it as well. Three of ten. Neil Lennon. Nope. All right, we'll leave it there. Uh, you're doing not too badly at all. Brendan Rogers, Derek McInnes, Walter Smith. Another seven to go. Gordon Strachan. Yes. Gordon Strachan Okay Another six to go uh, Let's just start touching On some of the other games Tomorrow Hugh We could be here till midnight Because it's that time Of the season where Every game really matters Let's yeah. look a bit At the bottom of the table How mm. how do you read that Situation at the moment Dundee doomed Yeah uh, It comes down to The St Mirren Hamilton Ackies game Which is not tomorrow It's next mm-hmm. weekend What a game that could yeah. be uh, Only uh, two points Separate them Yeah uh, they, they You could not get a cigarette paper between the two of them I don't think they, they, One of them is in the playoff But it's too tight to say which one it is right now Yeah I mean But Dundee are definitely down I mean, They've no chance They've S- had it Stephen McGinn was in on the show the other night Here yes. Wednesday night He was in the hot seat And I mean, seemed confident Certainly felt like St Mirren could, could do it Could pull away They go to Motherwell tomorrow And we're back to that situation where Motherwell perhaps don't have a great deal to play for But they didn't have a great deal to play for last week And they, they scored for fun and, and they beat Dundee Maybe though, just maybe one week down the line Does Stephen Robinson throw a couple of, of more youngsters in? Well, you know, I'd be uh, still inclined to go for Motherwell Even if he did Because I think this man has a tremendous respect for his own job and the job that he's done for the club since taking over the cup final appearances they've made, the good players who have been unearthed, uh, I don't think that Motherwell will down tools. I don't think young players no, down they, tools. They do that. No, absolutely. Because they want to be there. They want to be showing the manager that they're mm. good enough to be I there don't think, game. I, I, not suggesting at all the down tools, but I'm talking about playing players to give them a chance who... To put it quite bluntly but, aren't, aren't as good yeah. Just because they're, they're young And they Give don't have the experience Give them a chance to play In a big game before But who is to say season. You know As you know, Derek has said You know the, the, the young Want to come in And show that They should be there This is their chance To show that they should be there You know When uh, I looked at Sir Kenny Today in the church uh, I remember his Debut uh, Against Rangers at Ibrox uh, First day of the season and he scored with a penalty. You know, he was entrusted with a penalty uh, at Ibrooks. And, you know, he was very much in his infancy as a Celtic player. Not a problem. Mm. Tied his laces, stood up, put it the right way. Hamilton that's, going up to Dens Park with Derek. That, that's huge. I know you all, oh. everyone seems to be in agreement that, that Dundee are gone. Yeah. But it's still huge. There's still a, a huge chance for them to... To have a big say on things Well there is You know Hamilton you, you you feel I've got to take something From that game Because they're still I mean I was delighted St Mirren last week I mean it was at the 89th minute When Jackson equalised You know they keep going St Mirren Mullen It was, Mullen, it was so a cracker they're, yeah. they're fighting and fighting All the time So I think they will get Something tomorrow But it's, it's imperative Hamilton as well I mean it's always a hard game I mean Dundee have nothing To lose now They know that they're, they're almost down They're maybe thinking Hopefully they're maybe thinking well, this is our last chance. If we draw here, that's it definitely over. Mm. We have to win. So you might get a wee performance out of them. Pride, if any if nothing else. Tommy is in Greenock. What's your point tonight, Tommy? Uh, it's just going just going back to the Madelis before question. Um I think one of your your listeners that tweeted in had said but I was going to say it's them. Um, I think everything depends on how Celtic play the more. If they get the point they need to me, it'd be more sensible to play Madelis just to put them back in the shop window again. I know people that's looking at them, but they might be other parties interested if they right. see what he's all about. Um, 
but if they, if they don't get the point, I would just keep playing with the winning team. That's interesting, actually, because we've not heard that that side of it. Yeah. You know, so if Celtic get the the job done tomorrow, they're champions. I'm not saying that it doesn't matter what Rangers do thereafter, but there's clearly less importance. Yeah, I mean, I understand that, and I take exactly what you're saying, and and I would I would agree with you in a sense, but. There's no way you're, you're going to drop Jermaine Defoe. He's waited a long time, you know, to get a regular game. And all of a sudden, you know, the last four games, he's played really well. He's played his part. He's scored. He's setting up chances. And I think if he was dropped tomorrow for Morelos coming back, I don't Sunday, think... You've got my, Sunday, you've got my... I don't think he contagious. would be a happy bunny doing that. Yeah, Hugh, because although it changes the dynamic for Rangers, it still would be possibly unfair on Jermaine Defoe. Yeah. Could uh, I come back in, Derek? Beyond you go, Tommy. Well, what I was going to say is, I know they're always raving about Defoe, but you're not really wanting to build your team for next year round Defoe, a guy of 30 odds. So I think it's irrelevant if you play him or no. I well, think the Defoe is. Well, he's, 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 he's there till next December. Yeah. You know. I know, but December. I don't think I'd want to build my team around him, Derek. But the, because he plays on Sunday doesn't necessarily mean you're building your team around, around him. him. You're, you're, fi- you're finishing the season on as high a note as you possibly can. You're obviously, you're obviously not building around Morelos It's as all well. of next season anyway, no. is it not? He's there for all of next yeah, season. All of yeah. next season, yeah. Well, I uh, think it was, it was an 18-month contract. Yeah, but he came in saying. December. He came in January. Did he came in January? Yeah, so he's good. So if, if Celtic become the champions, uh, and it's interesting that no one is saying, yes, they definitely will beat Aberdeen, Unless there's a Celtic supporter who wants to come on and, and give us an explanation for why they will definitely beat Aberdeen tomorrow. Uh, if Celtic do not get the point tomorrow, then by all means, Rangers should continue with the foe. However, I do accept that if Celtic do get the point, then on Sunday, perhaps you'd be inclined to put Morelos back in the famous shop window. Okay, thank you to Tommy in Greenock. It's 01419511025 if you want to join him on the phones. Twitter is at ClydeSSB. Don't tell me you lot are stumped by this question as well because there's not as many correct answers coming in as normal, I must say. So listen to the question again. Name the last 10 winners of PFA Scotland's Manager of the Year award. They've got Brendan Rodgers, Derek McInnes, Walter Smith and Gordon Strachan. Six to go. Anything? Earth to Hugh and DJ? Uh, I'm having a think about Who was the I can see that. Celtic manager? Ronnie Dyla. No, Ronnie didn't, Dyla. Win no. didn't win it. He didn't win it. You've still not got last year's winner, by the way. We've established it wasn't Stevie Clark and it wasn't Brendan Rogers because you've got him. Wasn't Ross Jack. No, Jack it wasn't. Ross. It was Jack Ross, though. <laughs> Australian one. Jack Ross, Brendan Rogers, Derek McInnes, Walter Smith, Gordon Strachan. We're halfway there. Let's see if we can get the rest of them next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. That's when the pundits need to really try and come up with the answers to the question that you send in. If you've got a good question and you'd like to hear it used on the show, it's fulltime at Clyde1.com. So tonight's is this. Name the last 10 winners of the PFA Scotland Manager of the Year. Jack Ross was last year. Brendan Rodgers the year before that You've then missed out a couple You've got Derek McInnes You've missed out a couple more You've got Walter Smith And Gordon Strachan um, Eamon Maguire has thrown a few names in But none of them are right I'm afraid Jerry H has got a few Jack Ross was too easy Says a club open to all uh, Peter Gray has thrown in one that's wrong Any more from you? 
I'll take that as a no John Hughes Yes Oh, Well done DJ More than I can say for Hugh Keevans <laughs> You've had a long day To be fair it's, right. it's catching up with you I've had a long life Really? <laughs> That's true <laughs> Right you've got four to get Thank heavens I think you do need a clue Yes One of them is an old firm manager The other three are not Is the old firm manager a Celtic manager? No uh... <laughs> Too easy now surely Oh was it McCoyst? No it wasn't McCoyst there can't be that many Right You've already got no, Walter no. Smith He was a Rangers manager Since Walter Smith Just run through them No, no you're right It wasn't Pedro <laughs> Cushenia it, no. it wasn't Warburton Was it? It was Mark Warburton When Rangers Were in the championship mm-hmm. Mark Warburton Okay you've got the last five You've got Walter Smith And Gordon Strachan as well So there's three Sort of in the middle that you're missing We'll get to them Hopefully after we speak to Jamie A Rangers fan from Largs Manager of the year Jamie who should win it? Hi uh, guys uh, I actually think it should have been Steve Clark And I can tell you Why I think it's Steve Clark um, A couple of facts actually Last season Well sorry Last calendar year He managed to achieve The most points total in the league I'm sure you guys already know that um, However I don't know if you know It's actually our top record For Kilmarnock this year um, In points In that league In the, in the top league and what the one that I kind of think that is the main reason that he should get is back in January, he made he was something was put to him in a conference about uh, Jermaine Defoe's wages when he joined Rangers. Now he actually made the point that his, his total uh, like weekly salary for this entire squad is about what Jermaine Defoe's getting paid. So I mean, on that kind of budget, I mean, I think it's a fantastic achievement. I'm sure I was a Celtic and Rangers as well above him. The consistency of the job that he's done is outstanding. There's an element of snobbery attached to this, I always think. Yes, make it Steve Clark because he's in the top flight and the rest just play in the wee leagues. And that would apply in particular to Dick Campbell. But this award is chosen by managers who appreciate the difficulty of the job, no matter the level. And that's why I think that each man and in the case of Ross County, the two men, each club up for this award has an equal chance, yeah, I think. Absolutely. Because the managers will understand that Dick Campbell's job is on a scale of one to ten as difficult as Steve Clark's because of the circumstances, because of the part time football and because of budgets and all yeah. the rest of it. So the managers will understand the quality mm-hmm. of the job that has been done and they will pick accordingly. See, the, the, right the, the, budgets, the, the budgets and wages always gets on my nerves as well, especially this season. Who's been the most outstanding team in the Champions League so this season? It's been Ajax. Now they've, they've gone and put out Real Madrid and Juventus, mm-hmm. two of the big, big favourites. We've got plenty of more money than they, they'll ever yeah, dream yeah, of having. To, so, to budgets, be fair though, now that, and again, budget as you go down the league, yeah. No, but that's, not, that's knockout competition. Ajax have done wonderfully, but let's not kid ourselves. The, the teams with the biggest budgets tend to win things. There is a reason that Celtic and Rangers will always be at the top of our Premiership. There is a reason that that that, that Man City are, are able to be up there yeah. in England. 
Hearts, Hibs, Aberdeen These are the clubs with the biggest budgets That's why they're near the, the top United of the league spent £220 no, listen, million pounds in their seventh but Just because you can find one no, no, or a couple of that, examples That doesn't mean for everybody it That, doesn't, that, mean that, for that doesn't disprove it though I mean, No, no, no But I'm just saying money doesn't is not the be-all and end-all for some It's teams. not, but it's a huge factor Hugh And if you are a Hearts fan, a Hibs fan, an Aberdeen fan If, yeah. if, Kilmarnock, if Kilmarnock finish third that's a pain in the neck to, to Hearts, Hibs and Aberdeen sure. Because they've got much bigger budgets And the fans would quite rightly be able to turn around and say How did they do that and we didn't Yeah, I, I think it's wide open Because managers aren't snobs Managers understand The uh, Hand-to-mouth existence That other managers have in lower leagues And therefore the quality of the job that they do So snobbery will not be a, a factor here This will be voted for by managers who understand the nuts and bolts yeah. of their profession and whoever gets it will have the respect of the majority of managers who have voted for him and therefore you can't quibble whoever gets it you can't quibble no. because managers have voted for another manager because they appreciate the quality of his work absolutely when you look at Burnley last season finishing sixth yeah. I mean, where's their budget all the way down all these multi-millionaire yeah. teams? You know, if you've got a good manager that's a good coach, then anything can happen. Speaking of who's going to who's going to win, I mean, we can, we'll speak to you tomorrow, Derek. Who's going to win Player of the Year? We won't we won't speak to you before then. It's on Sunday night. Ryan Kent is up for it with Alfredo Morelos, James Forrest, Callum McGregor. Who who do you think will win it, and who do you think should win it? Maybe they're different. Uh, well, what normally happens? I mean, I won it in '78 because I scored 39 goals. I think Chris Boyd won it when he scored 35 goals. I think when you look at Morelis, yeah, a lot of players will say, well, he's a nuisance player. He's sent off five times. Well, he did enough but, to get on the but, short but list. He's, so. But he's, had, he's scored 29 goals. So it wouldn't surprise me if he got it. Whether the, the, the players would vote for him, you know, to do that because maybe players don't like him because of the way he plays the game. I don't know, but you can get any one of the four of them. But me being biased, I would probably go for Morelis. <laughs> I must say I was quite heartened to read Callum McGregor from Celtic saying that he had voted for Alan McGregor from Rangers yeah. uh, because so often, and I know this drives Fraser Wisher up the pole, <laughs> so often you hear stories of oh, players from Celtic won't vote for a Rangers player and Rangers players won't vote for a Celtic player. True. Now there you have Callum McGregor publicly saying I voted for the Rangers goalkeeper. Yeah. So again, I think that's wide open. Morelos for the goals. Uh you know, McGregor and Forrest for again a consistent contribution to Celtic. Kent has come in and has lit up Ibrooks on occasion. So for me, that's as wide open as can be as well. Uh, let's hear from Brian Rice ahead of a huge game for the Ackies tomorrow. They're up at Dundee in a bottom of the table clash. I think I know how Dundee might play, but my game plan's got to be my game plan and the Hamilton game plan, how we can go and win the match. They'll take chances that sometimes they wouldn't normally do. But I can't let that affect how we want to play. I want to play how I want to play. Uh, and hopefully, you know, we're better on the day. I can't let other teams dictate what we want to do. Where we are as a club, there's no room for passengers full stop. It's a single-decker bus. It's not a double-decker bus with people upstairs having a look around. We're on the boat deck working. He's <laughs> channeling his inner <laughs> Pedro Cachinha like with that quote, Hugh. I like Brian Rice. He, 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 you know, 56 year old man Starting off in his managerial career Because he's never been The number one before uh, And he, you know, he speaks in a colourful way That's great for us 
Uh, but he speaks a lot of sense as well And the job that he's done has been terrific And yeah. they're hanging in there there's, there's, there's a great instinct for survival at the Ackies And has been for years since Alec Neil was the manager there So uh, well done Brian Rice I'm going to just admit first of all before I even say it That I'm probably clutching at straws Can Dundee take any or, or play with any sort of freedom Knowing that they, they are probably done now And everyone's writing them off I get but, it. But, but, I'm know, clutching it, I get it uh, I think they've got to go in And the manager has got to say to them Look well, We are probably going down But let's make a fight of it If we win this one We'll get another week out of it You know We might just do something No use going out today We've got 4,000 fans out there That want to see Dundee win a game Before the end of the season Let's do it today he's, And he's got to motivate players that way I think Dundee can do something Of course they can If they know If they were if they were down already Then then it's a hard thing for them To get, the, to get their game up But if you still an outside chance, albeit a, a really wide outside chance, then you've got to go for it tomorrow. The job of motivation, though, Derek. Nine defeats in a row. Yeah. How do you motivate a but, team? But, but we're, not, we're now down to nitty gritty now, though. This is the one that'll put them down if they don't win it. And if you can't get enough fight in you, you know, to go out and, and you're at home, then there's something far wrong with it. Okay, you. three more managers to go in the teaser. We're looking for the last ten winners of PFA Scotland's Manager of the Year. You've got Jack Ross, Brendan Rodgers, Mark Warburton, John Hughes, Derek McInnes, Walter Smith, Gordon Strachan. An outsider, Jim McIntyre, no? Nope. Alan Stubbs? Nope. Danny Lennon? Nope. John Lennon? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we need clues. We're just going through names here. This guy has just been relieved of his duties at Plymouth Argyle. Derek Adams. Adams. Derek Adams oh, I know the Adams family <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad the show's coming to an end uh, Right, two more Wraith Rovers would be the team I would mention for this guy No? Nothing coming to Is you? He's an assistant now He won manager of the year While at Wraith Rovers Who's the Wraith Rovers manager currently? It's uh... <laughs> anyone? Anyone out there? No. Yes. Time for maybe. J M. John. Oh, John McGlynn. John McGlynn. John McGlynn. Yes. And what about this? A winger played for Rangers. Played for Hearts. He's been the manager of Queen of the South of Dunfermline. Of oh, Alan Johnson. Johnson Alan Johnson Great oh, stuff Thank well you Hugh Keevans And Derek Johnson Thank you for all your calls And tweets We're back tomorrow At midday What a fixture card We've got Celtic might win the league We might have relegation From the top flight The championship It's all there So make sure you join us At midday GBX Friday's up next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com.